I'm Elena. I'm Grant. And this is Sex Sex Archie. Archie, The Nostradamus of TV podcasts. That's right, we're a Riverdale recap podcast here to talk about chapter 78, Preppy Murders. Directed by uh, Gabriel Correa. We are, we are continuing on what was supposed to be last season. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And continuing on immediately from last episode. Yes. Archie is, is full of anger after being reminded of what he sees as one of his greatest failures. Which was not standing up for his father against the Black Hood. Mm-hmm. And so he's, he's punching a punching bag a lot. The, the, Very vigorous punching and and having lots of flashbacks mm-hmm. to the the videotape actually not the actual events but the videotape. <laughs> uh, he is punching the, this bag in in his bedroom so hard the roof is going to come down. <laughs> it's it's so hard that it wakes Mary up in the middle of the night and she's mm-hmm. like, "What the fuck? What you doing? Come on." And he's like, sorry, mom, I'm going to go for a run in the middle of the night. (laughs) Not at all worrying to his mother, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. who's like, what's wrong with you, child? He's like, you know what? Just going to go outside alone at three in the morning. It's fine. It's okay. My two best friends locked up all the serial killers. It's fine. So, uh, meanwhile, uh, next door, Mm -hmm. uh, because we got to remember... They literally live next door to each other. Yes. Sometimes you forget. <laughs> like, shouldn't they be actually awoken by the punching? They're used to it. They are They are really used to it by now. But Betty is awoken in the middle of the night to a phone call from Brett mm-hmm. from prison. Uh, Shankshaw prisoners do get midnight phone call privileges. Everyone knows this. Uh, it's actually 3 a.m., that's what makes it unusual. But but Brett is calling his good buddies Ponytail and Slughead mm-hmm. uh, with some info that he thinks they'd be interested in. But he's not going to hand over that in- info until they get him transferred to solitary. And- because they're best friends with the owner of the prison. They, he can get that fixed for him. Yeah! Yeah! Because people should own prisons. <laughs> Uh, and so she's like, okay. There's a new executive order about that, actually. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so she's like, okay, I'll do that. I'll, I'll talk to her. Mm-hmm. You just better tell us what you know. I mean, most people get sent to solitary by, like, breaking the rules in the prison. Have you tried it? Yeah. Brett? Yeah, I'm kind of like, why don't you just cause trouble? Take some initiative, buddy. And I'm like, if you went to solitary wouldn't you not be able to have visitors to be able to tell them what you want to tell them if brett were smart he wouldn't have to go to prep school in order to get ahead (laughs) i'm just like maybe betty should have caught that too like (laughs) hey dude if we do this we can't talk to you but no 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 they don't uh while this is happening archie Mm -hmm. is running to the graveyard yes um to see fred Mm mm-hmm and has a bit of a breakdown about how, you know, Fred loved the town, and now the, the the town is finding new ways to insult him? Yes, yes. Archie isn't uh, upset because he's reminded of, of when he, he failed to rise to the occasion as an action hero, but, but that somebody w- would make a mockery of a, an event in the life of Fred Andrews. Which is basically any event in Archie's life. Basically, yeah. <laughs> Okay, I, I get 
his his deep connection to this. But the thing is, is that video, it's not like it showed Fred. No, there is no Fred there, mask. There's no Fred mask. They couldn't figure that one out. I feel like if it was that, this type of reaction would make more sense. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a little weird. It's like I get him being upset about it, but then as soon as he turns it to Fred instead mm-hmm. of him being upset with himself... We're just, it's a little weird. We're really upset that Archie's grief is irrational for some reason. <laughs> like, what? What's up with that? So over at the prison the next day, mm-hmm. well, a few hours later, I guess, I'm assuming it's still before breakfast. It's always like, before it's, breakfast. It's like seven in the morning now. The sun is up. They've talked to Veronica. She made some calls, but no one's eaten yet. That's what I'm going with. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jughead and Betty are there and they're like, hey, we're here to see Brett. And they're like, oh, yeah, he's no longer here. He was found dead from multiple (laughs) wounds. I I love that the prison guard starts talking like he's been transferred. Like, no, no, he's dead. He he dead. Someone murdered him. It's been so, so long since somebody died in this show. Right? Like, especially a character that isn't introduced in the episode where they die. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, so long. Mr. Chipping was the last one. It's been forever. Yeah. And you know what? This is definitely before breakfast because the next scene is at school. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so at school, uh, Cheryl is really fucking pissed because the you know, school color is blue and that means blue graduation gowns. And she ordered a red one. How did she order a red one? The world will never know. And so she orders uh, this poor school worker to fix it or perish. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't think they could just order another gown, like, before (laughs) Saturday. She's graduating for two. It's for JJ. Okay. She should have a second one. Yeah. I want her to have a second one. So that way, oh, JJ's going to graduate. Except he was in, like, a grade ahead of her, so I guess he would have graduated last year. You know, those twins that are a year apart. I don't understand. They were born on either side of midnight, uh, of like oh, the dividing oh, line. Oh, that was totally it. That's totally it. Their birthdays fall on the the, the cutoff for mm-hmm. if you go into kindergarten or not. That would be amazing if that was the case. I, I this is canon. <laughs> I'm calling it. This is the. This explains everything. Mm-hmm. Absolutely everything. Archie shows up and Veronica rushes him with a kiss and mm-hmm. is like, play along, gotta play along. Um, she learned this whole act from her mob wife, mother. Yes. She knows what's up. Mm-hmm. And so uh, Betty and Ver- uh, Betty and Jughead are also there and they're like, oh, look who showed up. You know, we're in the middle of a murder investigation and we're, we were on time. Archie reminds them that he's not graduating. <laughs> so he doesn't even to fucking be there to get his cap and gown there's no point to this guys there's a little moment of like is everything okay and he's like everything is wrong (laughs) and like storms out and veronica goes chasing after him and is like what the fuck we can't let people know we broke up like Mm -hmm. they'll ask questions and then they'll know about the kiss and then this and then that and i'm like you need to keep your voice down you're in the middle of the school hallway (laughs) Like, I was half expecting, like, Sweet Pea to walk by and go home, and then for the rumor to spread. 
That is not what happens. And instead, we move on to... Uh, uh, ter- Archie storming away more. Yeah. <laughs> instead, Archie storms off, and, and we move on to uh, Tony confronting Cheryl. Uh, I, I heard you threaten Miss Bell's life in there. Is Are things okay? <laughs> you going to murder the school secretary? Yes. Yes, she will. They have a little interaction where... Tony's, you know, apologetic and is like, you know, work through this, babe. It'll be fine. And Cheryl is very like, oh, it's fine. It's dandy. Everything's great. But really, like, she knows that their relationship is over and everything's awful and the end of everything. Yeah. It's graduation, baby. Things coming to a close. So they're both just lying to each other about everything. (laughs) Just like when they were still together. Right? So now we get to go visit my favorite character, mm-hmm. Dr. Curdle Jr. Dr. Curdle Jr., my sweet child, the main character of Riverdale. The, you wouldn't know it from the advertising. Uh, the only, uh, he works at the only morgue in the Tri-County area. Mm-hmm. Um, and, of course, he has been delivered Brett. He gets all the bodies from Shankshaw Prison. One must wonder, how many bodies come from Shankshaw Prison? They just opened that place. A lot. I'm going with a lot. He knew about the deathmatch punch punch em ups before anybody. Yes. Yes. Brett has been stabbed a lot, mm-hmm. but that's not the only thing. And he pulls back the sheet, and Betty and Jughead die, puke in their mouth, <laughs> faint, cringe in every way possible. They react to the sight of Brett's eyes gouged out of his skull. Yeah. 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 We don't get to see it. No. This show is for, for like, 14-year-olds. So? (laughs) They can see gouged out eyes. They're not babies. They spent all their makeup budget on on that Jason mannequin that they kept, like, redressing for years. (laughs) That thing was really good, though. It was really good. It probably actually smelled like a corpse, though, by the end. (laughs) Because it was the same one. So uh, Archie is at the El Royale mm-hmm. working out uh, when suddenly he's being strangled by Hiram. <laughs> <laughs> and just like I predicted, Hiram's there to basically kill him yes. for what he did to Veronica. You, you don't get to break his girl's heart and get away with it. Now I'm thinking all, all these ne'er-do-wells that Hiram's beating up are just people that insulted Veronica somehow. <laughs> Like, yeah. If you go to Pops, you have to tip at least 20% or somebody is smashing your brake lights. Yeah. Yes. Well, what I love is Hiram's like, Yo, what type of man are you for cheating on her and all this stuff? And I'm like, he's like you. He's a he's a teenager. Yeah, he he's a teenager. And like, Hiram, are you really that much better? Yeah. <laughs> really? Who's Hermosa's mom? Because it ain't Hermione. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Hiram... Insults Fred, and Archie's gonna kill Hiram, and then Keller's there like, yes. break it up, break it up. He, he saves someone's life, because there's no way, if, if those two went at each other in that state, uh, uh, it, it would not end fatally for one of them. Or both. One would die, and then the other one would, like, get executed. And Veronica would have to, like, go somehow, try to sneak him out mm-hmm. of, you know, death row. Mm-hmm. There's a story for you there. There you go. Season six, baby. Uh, so meanwhile, Veronica is at Pops mm-hmm. working the who knows what time of day rush. <laughs> this uh, is third period, actually. Third period. She's getting uh, life skills credit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, and so Hermosa uh, comes over. There, there probably is a class that uh, you take in Riverdale High. Like, it, you're, you're technically enrolled in this course number, so you have time to go to the small business you run. Yes. All and, these teens got a business. And, and you get a credit. At least one business. One credit hour for running your business. Mm-hmm. But if it was college, you'd pay three <laughs> times as much for that one credit hour. Armosa is there having a parfait? She's got a very fancy little dessert drink treat. It, uh, it's got fruit in there and It's got and like such. oranges? Yeah. And like, is that ice cream? Is that yogurt? What is it? Who can say? Who knows? It's probably made with her rum. She seems to know something's up with Veronica and Archie. Mm-hmm. But Veronica's not having any of that. And she's like, I gotta take out the trash. And it's good that you're not included with it. Uh, ah, you're trash. Get what I said there? <laughs> I'm very clever. I go to school. And so then she is out in the back alley throwing the trash away. And these three thugs walk up on her and say they got unfinished business with her daddy. Uh, and it's the Mally? The, the Malloys. The Malloys. The Malloys. If you will recall, they are the other rum interest in town. In, in the episode where we met Dave at the Blue Velvet. That's right. They, they were the other plot facing off with Veronica and Cheryl and thinking they were a subsidiary of Hiram, even though they're independent. And the important thing is, <laughs> what they tell us is they're... Your daddy killed our daddy. There you go. Thank you very much, Mr. Malloy. <laughs> For delivering the recap that wasn't included in the regular episode recap for some reason. No, we didn't touch on this at all. And so they uh, tell Veronica to turn around and they aim a gun at her. And just when she thinks, like, that's it, she's done for, she's food for the worms, a gun rings out with a silencer, so it doesn't ring out that loud, actually. There's three little pew-pew-pews, and uh, each of them go down, and I'm hoping it smithers, but it's not. It's Hermosa. It's Hermosa. Should have been Smithers. And she's like, don't worry, it's registered, I have a license, (laughs) self-defense. How many people have you killed, Hermosa? (laughs) Apparently a lot, because she's not worried. Probably a lot, actually. You know, she's all like, oh, so you have enemies? And it's like, no, these are daddy's enemies, and that's worse. Mm Mm-hmm. Dun-dun-dun. Dun-dun-dun. Betty and Jughead are with Charles. Mm Mm-hmm. And they're they're talking about the the mysteries, you know how there was the video that said and had the sign that God is watching. And now someone's eyes have been gouged out. Is there a connection? Oh, oh. we know that David and Brett were in contact because Brett was selling uh, illicitly filmed uh, pornography to David. But then the question comes up: Is like how would David kill Brett in prison? And Charles is like. That's actually really easy to kill people in prison, like... If you got enough money, you can do it with one phone call. It seems like a bad prison. There's something wrong with your prison, Hiram. It's yes. Ba- it's bad in so many ways. Yes. Um, but Charles is very reassuring that, like, everything makes sense. Mm-hmm. This all makes sense. It's fine. We're, it, we're it's, getting down to it. It's just Dave uh, uh, tying up loose ends as he skips town. Yeah. You think Charles still hangs out at home because Alice does his laundry? Yes. Is that, is that why he hasn't gone back to, to headquarters? Yes. 
He's paying a lot of rent for a house he has not lived in this entire school year. So, uh, Cheryl has, and Cheryl and Nana Blossom. Yes. Or Nana Rose. Uh, have a, a Zoom meeting. <laughs> a Zoom family board meeting. With all of the other Blossoms. And they're all dressed for the occasion. Uh, and they're talking about the family maple legacy. Mm-hmm. And uh, Cheryl met with the governor, like you do. <laughs> you just call up. Everyone knows the governor. Everyone has the governor's phone phone number in their phone. They text. They send uh, Snapchats back and forth. Do not TikToks. Snapchat the governor. That will come up in a deposition. What is this world? <laughs> um, this is just how rich people are. Chill with the governor? Yeah. Okay. Senators only cost like 8000 bucks. Huh. Okay. The reason she called up the governor mm-hmm. uh, was uh, to to get uh, a piece of the family land set aside as as mm-hmm. yeah sanctuary grounds for I don't know what the name of the <laughs> Riverdale Native American population is. Y- yeah, yeah, it doesn't come up much, does it? It's... They said it like twice, and I could not catch it either time. <laughs> and I was like, I don't know what it was. Yeah, and and those are either the first and second or second and third times yeah. across five seasons now. But yes, that she she wants to do this as a way to like make amends for her family's wrongdoings. Mm-hmm. Uh, and to prove me right one week ago. Yes, just, you totally called just this. Just for the record. Yes, you did. Yeah. I know you're very proud, just like I was with the cult mm-hmm, in mm-hmm. the woods. Yeah, but I only had to say mine one time for it to come true. Mine was so good, though, the outcome, <laughs> that I needed to say it for months, okay? Years, in fact. Years. Years. See, you think you feel victory right now, uh-huh. but think about after years. Yeah. The victory I felt. <laughs> so, uh, what she also wants to do after this is, like, rebrand the family maple syrup. Mm-hmm. And, and start production again, because apparently they haven't been producing. Where's all this money been coming from? They're that rich. Just rent off of this land? They've been ruined at least twice. They're that rich. They're that rich. Um, And so the family's like, fuck no. We're not going to do that because we want revenge for our beloved Bedford. Mm-hmm. Who you murdered. <laughs> they all know it and they're all pretty chill. Like nobody is calling. They also have the governor's number, surely. Here's the thing. Cheryl thought was going to happen because family Zoom calls never go well. No, no, no. Just don't do it. I had an uncle go no contact with me over Christmas. That's not even a joke. That happened. I'm not kidding. And your family's the non-Germanic ones. (laughs) We thought we were going to be okay. (laughs) We were wrong. Meanwhile, uh, Hermosa and Veronica uh, go to talk to... Hermione about daddy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. How they want Hermione to show, to sell them her shares of Lodge Industries. Making them majority owners. And also to get them a copy of Hiram's Underworld Contacts. Yeah. <laughs> you know that he has just written out lying around in a drawer somewhere? He really likes uh, paper. So he address book. Paper journal, paper calendar. He has one that has inspirational cats. 
What's Hiram's bullet journal looking like these days? He really likes to do fitness trackers and um, daily motivational goals. Mm-hmm. By fitness tracker, you mean and like h- how many noses he broke today? Yes. Okay. Yeah, he also likes to track his calories. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and you know, affirmations. <laughs> I am strong. I am beautiful. I am strong. I am beautiful. I could destroy a teenager if I really put my mind to it. I just don't want to that bad. It's fine. I am fine. I am beautiful. I could destroy a teenager if I really wanted to. And he just keeps saying it. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) It's for Veronica's sake. That's all. It's okay. I I could. I totally could. Yeah, his his diary isn't um, exactly a page turner. Uh, Hermione catches on that they are doing a hostile takeover, and she is all in. She is so about this. Let's take down your dad. Fuck him. That's where Veronica got it. That's why she's such a a coin toss on how she feels about daddy any given day. It comes from her mother. Because who the fuck knows what Hermione's up to right now? Like, every two seconds, it's a different thing. Meanwhile... Jughead and Betty have gone to uh, meet Charles at the cabin in the woods to find David uh, has hung himself. This is just a date for them at this point. <laughs> Let's Jug- just go see some dead bodies. Jughead's got to, both of them got to have some weird kinks now. I hope they are like long haul, stay together forever, because they are not going to find anybody else who can like understand them. No, no. David has the owl mask on and and is wearing the the God is watching sign. And Mm -hmm. Charles is very like, well, this all makes sense that he would, you know, tie up loose ends and kill himself. And Betty's like, "Uh, I don't know. (laughs) It seems a little too neat, actually. Yeah. Why why would he want to close up all the loose ends and then kill himself if he got it? This seems weird. Uh, so meanwhile, at the Andrews household, Mary uh, goes to Archie to inform him that the case regarding the murder of his father. Yeah, the, the hit and run criminal trial. Yes. That the defense lawyer has like contacted them to try to get a statement in court. To, to see if they would uh, um, make a statement to the judge uh, supporting lenient sentencing. Yes. And Mary's, like, all about this. Mm-hmm. And Archie's not. Archie's not. It, it doesn't get said, but everybody knows it's what Fred would do. Oh, yeah. It's absolutely what Fred oh, would do. Oh, yeah. If, if uh, somebody killed one of Fred's relatives in a hit and run, as the trial progressed, he would confess to it somehow. <laughs> and, like, adopt the person. Weren't you three states away at the time of the, the accident? Even so, Your Honor. It's, yes. it's my fault. Hermosa and Veronica are, are sitting with Hiram. Mm-hmm. And apparently they uh, were scaring off his associates with false threats of the FBI. Yes, yes. And have taken over the board. Mm-hmm. So both the legitimate and illegitimate sides of the business are, are out of his hands. And he is very upset. And they're like, mm, Daddy, you gotta let the next generation take over. You're kind of shit now. <laughs> And he's like, he's like 40. He's fine. (laughs) But he's dying from some incurable something or other that no one has told us what it is. But, 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 he likes, 
If you could describe it as remission, that's what he's doing. Well, and here's why. is because he's like, my true nature gives me back my strength, my stamina. All I need is fists and guns. (laughs) He just needs to beat the shit out of people to be cured. (laughs) To this, like, uh, uh... natural state uh, argument Veronica says that's not how medical science works daddy yeah unless you're a werewolf I guess are you a werewolf because then it might work we could go that route maybe he is maybe he's a werewolf their wolf yeah picture up on the mantle wolf yeah I love that he replaced the the painting of either daughter with just a painting of himself that is so honest what to him, though. He only a gives guy. a shit about himself. Yeah, it, it's a lot more honest than before. Uh, so uh, back at the Cooper uh, Jones household, uh, Jughead gets a notification on his phone. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming it's an email and not a text, because that would be weird. Uh, but he has been accepted into the Iowa College program thing. Yes, yes. His, his, the creative writing program yes. at, at uh, Iowa University. One of the finest writing programs in the country. Apparently. He's so excited. Uh, and FP so proud. My boy's going to college. Big hugs. Hugs and burgers and banana splits for all. And and the, they're going to go celebrate. Uh, but Jellybean. The camera lingers <sighs> as lingers. she stares. Oh. Yeah. I have to say, so this scene is the scene where I commented on outfits. Yes. There was so much color happening. <laughs> it's a happy time. I guess. It's just like Jughead was wearing multiple colors. Jellybean was wearing like, there was a lot of plaid. There was a lot of plaid <laughs> palettes happening in this. Like, mm-hmm. FP was wearing colors. Like, it just, I expected it from Alice and Betty. Right. It's like too much of everyone else. Alice is always dressed as some manner of tropical fruit. Yes. Betty's usually in a pastel or a very bright color. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was just a little strange. Like someone had fun in the, the wardrobe department. Mm-hmm. But yes, so they, they all go off to celebrate this very exciting thing. Meanwhile, Cheryl goes to Mumsy. Yes. Uh, visiting her in, in the attic of the five seasons. She's not wearing her face, just her regular face. Yes. We have important work to do, Mumsy. Our family's redemption. A thing that sh- I'm sure she cares about a lot. <laughs> and so <laughs> She's part of why they need redeeming. So Shara fills her in on the family Zoom board meeting. Mm-hmm. And uh, her response was, They have always been a bunch of hateful bitches. <laughs> Says the lady that is trying to poison all men on earth one at a time. <laughs> that is her goal. <laughs> And so she uh, instructs Cheryl to make herself scarce, mm-hmm. to to go away for a little while, but have an alibi. <laughs> Mumsy has things to do. <laughs> and Cheryl's just like, okay. Yeah, okay. So this, like, this hey, Titi, you want to go on a vacay? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Archie, trying to write this letter. He's got the a heinous case of writer's block. He cannot bring himself to get past Dear Judge. Uh, and he has lots of flashes, and he, he eventually crumples the letter, and it's, it's very like... Oh my god, oh. <laughs> Don't drop my dog, please. Please don't drop my dog. Do you want to retake that, or are you going to leave that in? No, we're good. Okay. Uh, it's now the middle of the night again. Mm-hmm. That's, uh, that's how things tend to go. And Betty gets another call. 
Because mm-hmm. um, apparently this girl leaves her ringer on. <laughs> which I just don't understand. Um, Have you seen, like, the TVs and cars in this show? It's clearly another time. I mean, I forget what my ringer sounds like <laughs> until I accidentally turn it on. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, remember when I did that Halloween ringtone two years ago? like ghost noises and i totally am like what the fuck's that oh yeah that's my phone um but it's donna donna has donna. called donna is at a payphone somewhere on the docks um very rainy i think she is in jurassic park yeah <laughs> she is trying to escape before the storm comes in mm-hmm. and all shit lets loose which it, th- that actually goes along with what she's calling about, that someone's trying to kill her. Mm-hmm. And what she leaves out is that it's a T-Rex. Yeah, yeah. But what she includes is that Joan died. Yeah. Remember Joan? The least important of the preppy crew? Vaguely. <laughs> At least the, the other one whose name I can't remember held the rock. <laughs> uh, and so uh, Donna is going into hiding um, and she's like, you know, whoever is doing this, it has to be connected to when we attempted to kill Jughead with a rock. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Betty's not having any of it. She's like, fuck you, Donna. Don't call me. Yeah, You're sick. I'm done with you and your preppy cabal. Uh, but she's not because the next morning before breakfast. Do you think Betty is trying to take down the cabal? Is, is Betty QAnon? Is she into that? Maybe. She loves a conspiracy board. Yeah. I love a conspiracy board. Are you QAnon? No. Okay. Just check. Just checking. I, I gotta check. Before breakfast, mm-hmm. Betty decides to call Joan, like mm-hmm. you do at like seven in the morning. You just randomly call people. She's like, you know, I want to I wanna speak to Joan. And it's obviously her mom that answers. And she's like, oh, you, you can't. She died. We are really making up for lost time with all the teen death this episode. No teens died this whole season until now, I don't think. Yeah. Now two. Two dead teens. Yeah. Ah, ah, ah. (laughs) Just wait. Just wait. (laughs) Uh, She was murdered in the woods. Someone hit her over the head with a rock. (laughs) And so Donna was not lying. Um, This is definitely connected to the time that they tried to kill Jughead with a rock. Mm Mm-hmm. What if it was the same rock? Dun, dun, dun. It could be. It could like, be. It could be. Knowing how this episode ends, it really could be. Yeah. Betty finishes this conversation, fills Jughead in, and they're like, okay, there's a preppy murderer on the loose. <laughs> we should have breakfast and then go do stuff about yeah. it. This apparently falls to us in the town without a sheriff. But a living FBI agent. <laughs> Let's call up my friend the governor. <laughs> quarantine again and then we'll skip five episodes maybe that's what's gonna happen after graduation it'll be quarantine and then that's how we get the time skip mm-hmm, mm-hmm. no one needs to know what happened they put a big glass dome with with a couple holes for air in it around the whole town yeah yeah people come to look at, at the crazy people yeah hermosa mm-hmm. and veronica mm-hmm. have, have an idea yes not long ago when daddy was at his lowest uh, Veronica helped him out and and uh, uh, healed his wounds very literally, which got him on this uh, um, man punching streak that has apparently healed his disease. The plan is to not do that. <laughs> We're gonna 
Papa's bubble. The, the plan, dear sister, is to kick daddy's ass. <laughs> Uh, so meanwhile, uh, at the El Royale, Mr. Augustine. M- Mr. Augustine, uh, who is on the hook for the, the death of Fred Andrews. Whose though, son really did it. Though we know he's covering for his uh, uh, young teenage son. Uh, has come to see Archie, and it is to inform him that there has been a change, that mm-hmm. his son confessed to what happened. And they are going to be charging him as an adult. So he is there to beg Archie to write a letter. Mm -hmm. So, you know, he doesn't go to jail for as long. He doesn't want his, like, 13-year-old to get life in prison. That would be bad. He's, like, 15. But, yeah, still (laughs) Still, bad. Still Still bad. Uh, And Archie is very angsty Mm -hmm. and is, is, like, no. He he points out something that I'm sure the prosecutor did. Sure, striking Fred was an accident, but uh, uh, to continue driving was a choice. <laughs> this is all still before breakfast, because <laughs> Jughead and Betty still haven't left the house. They leave the house now, uh, and on their way out the door is when they find a tape. At least this isn't one of those episodes where one of the plots takes like ten days, and another one of the plots running alongside is on afternoon. <laughs> I love those episodes. Um, But yeah, so they find a tape, and luckily no one else has left the house either, so they all gather around the TV to watch it. It starts, and it is someone coming inside their house. Bomb, bomb, bomb. Finally, someone has has crossed the... The the voyeur has crossed the threshold, penetrated the porch. Uh, And the the video goes up the stairs, and it goes to Betty and Jughead sleeping. Mm-hmm. And then it goes to Jellybean sleeping. And Jellybean is shocked. She's frightened of what she sees. Well, especially when there's a knife when that's, like, a... drawn across her face. Giant kitchen knife coming into frame. And my question is, anybody noticing at what height this camera is held? Bump, bump, bump. Not very high. Ah. Mm. Uh, and so FP is like, pack a bag, we're going to a hotel, we're not staying here, let's go. <laughs> let's all go to the Five Seasons, the one hotel, which makes sense because this is a town with one restaurant. Uh, later, Veronica gets a text from Daddykins, mm-hmm. that is what it says in her phone. It says, I'm fucked up, come get me, ow. <laughs> so she uh, rushes in and she's like, Daddy, what happened? I'm fucked up, ah. <laughs> Like, get the first aid kit, like last time. And she's like, fuck no. (laughs) She's all like, you might be a scorpion, daddy, but you're just like a dog. Oh, so we're going Chinese Zodiac now. Ah, I see. How many times have you been attacked and beaten by younger, stronger men, daddy? (laughs) He's 40. (laughs) My God. This is like that book I just read that was like, you know what? When you're 40, you're old as fuck and you might as well die. Your life is over. <laughs> so yeah, she she wants her dad to, to die like a real man. A boring man. Just sitting there and waiting for it with dignity. Mm, it's such a weird, like, play. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You're old. <laughs> you're, you're all washed up. Because when you go out to beat up five guys at once... You succeed, but with injuries. (laughs) (laughs) So she she leaves him, and he's very like, what? (laughs) Look at his 
face is ridiculous. And in the very next room, uh, she, she goes to her bedroom and there's Hermosa with a, a fancy little drink saying, good job. You did it, kiddo. I'm proud of you. Yeah. Poppy yeah. needed to be taught a lesson. <laughs> so she sent her, she, she sent her goons after him. Ha ha ha. She has her own goons. I just think it's funny that Veronica's surprised that it was Hermosa's own goons. Like, I was like, what did you expect? The, the world of Riverdale does not allow for long-term planners. Like, you can't just wait for him to have a bad day out, out on one of his nightly raids. So uh, Cheryl comes home from her vacay with a very furry hat. Was this vacation to the Ukraine? <laughs> <laughs> she wanted to check out the Chernobyl exclusion zone so she could finally be alone. <laughs> but she she uh, filled Instagram with pictures, all geotagged, all, yeah. all timed, perfect alibi. Yes, yes, yes. She's like, obviously, like my passport was stamped. <laughs> I was over there. Check me for radiation. It's definitely escalated. It's fine. Cheryl would be the person in this cast to do, like, literal atrocity tourism. She would go find, like, starving people in, in refugee camps and take selfies with them, but with, like, sad emojis, and then leave and do nothing. After insulting them that, as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, Nana Rose is in mourning mm -hmm. by the fireplace mm -hmm. with, uh, you know, some black tool over her head. Uh, she informs Cheryl... That the entire Blossom family is in the underworld. <laughs> <laughs> well, isn't that convenient? Uh, and that they uh, left a note that they wanted to sacrifice themselves to atone for the Blossom sins. Mm -hmm. They all had, they all shared one note that was in Cricket's pocket. Yes. Yes. Um, <laughs> Remember Cricket? <laughs> Last week was like... Deep cuts to season two. This episode is all about, hey, remember that stuff we <laughs> that was forever ago in season four? And uh, so Cheryl's just like, oh, that's so timely that suddenly <laughs> I'm in charge of the family board. And uh, I'm sure Mumsy had nothing to do with it. So she comes out of her vault hidden behind the false wall like, nope, I don't know what you're talking about. But consider it an early graduation gift, daughter. And I'm like, oh my god, you're all awful at pretending like you didn't do a crime. I'm just glad they're finally getting along. It, it goes to, to show that if you're having trouble with a difficult family member, what just you have to do kill the other ones. is you have to lock them up in a, a, a penthouse suite, make them your, your business manager slash bouncer, and force them to wear a mask of their own face. Those are the three steps to a harmonious family relationship. Why haven't we suspected, like, Cheryl of the tapes the whole time because of the whole, like, mask of own face thing? If Cheryl were making the tapes, Cheryl would be the star of the tapes. This is true. If Cheryl wanted to do a copycat of The Voyeur, it would just be, like, a, a public access talk show. Yeah. Where she is both host and guest. Oh, uh, okay. Tony is the band leader. I'm just still really proud of Penelope. I mean, she, she's preparing for that empty nest syndrome by starting a new hobby. Murder? Okay, it's not really a new hobby, but it, it's, it's a rededication to her craft. Yes. Yeah. Um, and didn't they say they did, you know, of course, die by poison? And I'm like, isn't that 
shouldn't you have killed them a different way? Because like we know that's your 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 way. Yes, but traditionally all blossoms die of poison. It's it's actually less suspicious. Okay. Over at the the five seasons, uh, mm-hmm. Betty and Jughead have a little bedtime talk mm-hmm. about how you know how did they get into the house if they were able to get in like and know all this stuff like they they must have been listening mm-hmm. they, maybe they bugged the place but wait like who who do we know that has bugs and resources and real and is really familiar with our house owns a key to the front fucking door. Huh. We finally realizing some things. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, so they go back home and Betty's there on the couch and uh, Charles rushes in because she, you know, called him. Uh, and she's like, hey, I found the bug in your phone, in our phone. That's mm-hmm. like the same as the one you gave me to spy on the Stonies. What the fuck, dude? But she knows the answer to what the fuck, dude. She knows that uh, Charles is responsible for the recent string of deaths uh, in and and around Riverdale. Uh, he's like, you know, I was only listening to protect you. But yes, yes, I did kill them. Mm-hmm. I did mm-hmm. because they were all bad people. They were all people. bad people. Donna and her friends committed crimes. Yes. Crimes that they didn't pay for. And she's like, oh, hold up. Brett was in jail. Yeah, but Brett super sucks, though. <laughs> I mean, true. He's not wrong. <laughs> he calls him odious. Because you can be put to death for odiosity, I guess. Uh, and that's when Jughead comes out of the shadows. And he's like, and we know how you killed him. It was your boyfriend, Chick. Bum, bum, bum. Seriously. Like. Deep cuts to season four. Things that are, were set up. Uh-huh. Like. Uh-huh. <laughs> that we were like, oh, oh, this, this here. E- even if this ran in its originally planned week, almost a year ago now, it would be forever ago. Yes. You know, it's all like, well, how did you know? She's like, well, you taught me everything I know about ser- serial killers. And that's who you are, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And this, he keeps going on about, you know, he only kills people who want to hurt those he loves. Mm-hmm. And Betty pulls a gun. <laughs> and she's like, you're going to go to prison. You're going to confess to the murders. You're going to confess to the tapes. And he's like, I didn't do the tapes. But I know who did. Ooh, giggle, giggle. He's, You'll figure it out soon. I definitely killed everyone. Def- just so we're no, clear. Just but so I didn't I, do the tapes. I did all of the killing, none of the filming. You figured out I did the killing because you thought I did the filming. But that's just sort of like a... One of them lateral thinking puzzles, you know? It's, it's all about the solutions you don't come to. Yes. Yeah. We all knew Chick was going to murder people. <laughs> we Chick all knew Charles was going to murder people. He said he, he has knew. serial killer genes. Like, there you come go. on. Come on. We, we ran out of parents to be secretly killers. Now we're moving on to brothers. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Hiram is with his family. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you know, I thought about it. I'm gonna retire. Can you imagine retired Hiram Lodge just like checking the football scores in in his slippers? Can you imagine Hiram Lodge fishing? <laughs> like All like can... maybe Marlin sport fishing, but just like regular ass rowboat fishing. I just see him on a yacht <laughs> with all the fine ladies. <laughs> That's what I see. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, you know, they're very like, yeah, Hermosa will handle the business. I'll go to college. 
you take your sabbatical. It will be great. And he's like, yeah, I'm going to go to Cabo or something. The Caymans. The Caymans. That's where he's going to go with his yacht. Mm -hmm. Hermione's like, that's great. I'm not coming. No, uh, Andy Cohen asked me to be a real (laughs) housewife a long time ago. And like, I didn't do it because I thought I needed to be here and like protect Veronica from you. But you know what, bitches? I'm going to go be a real housewife and live my dreams and... And, and uh, also divorce you. So I'm going to be more of a real ex-housewife. But I'm going to be a housewife. Well, yeah, why not? Yeah. Going to get that Bravo money. Hey, uh, remember how Marisol Nichols didn't sign on for season five? Y'all remember that, right? Now, now we know why. There you go. She's going to go be a real housewife. That done and dusted. Tied that there, off. There you go. There you go. Uh, so meanwhile, Archie comes home to a very hysterical crying Mary mm-hmm. who is watching the tape. She found the tape, the, the reenactment of the Black Hood encounter. It's a whole, you know, like, was this what it was like? The fear you had with your father? And I'm like, well, not exactly, because they weren't wearing masks. Like he was that. smiling a lot less on the actual day than, than the, the figure in the film is. Yes. Yeah. We find out that she called Frank. After George came, and he's all like, how did you know George came? And George came to me, too, so I called Frank. Mm -hmm. He's very upset because he shouldn't have called Frank. Mm -hmm. She shouldn't have watched this video. Takes the video, and she's like, what are you doing? Like, we have to take this to the sheriff or Betty and Jughead. (laughs) These very equivalent sources of justice. (laughs) (laughs) She's a lawyer. (laughs) She's a fucking lawyer. And she's like, you know, sheriff? Two teens. No difference. <laughs> no difference. Not the FBI agent we should take this to. No, no, no. Well, news travels fast. She knows he's dirty. <laughs> well, it, it did happen next door. Yeah. <laughs> it was a very loud fight, actually. But yeah, Betty, we have to take this to Betty and Jughead. <laughs> <laughs> Who gets results, I ask you? Who gets results? Archie does not like this, so he breaks the tape and then decides to smash the TV so no more tapes can be watched. <laughs> And she's begging, Archie, please stop. They don't make them like that anymore. The prop department is begging you, please stop. And he rushes away. Uh, so meanwhile, next door, Jug- Jughead's typing away, and Betty apparently just got off the phone with the rest of the family, letting them know, like, hey, it's safe to come home now. Mm-hmm. Except not really, because we still don't know who made the tape, but, like, <laughs> Charles has been arrested. There's nobody killing anybody. <laughs> Uh, and so Jughead makes a comment about, like, your poor mother. <laughs> and, it, like, they just focus on, like, Charles. And Chick. And Chick. Her, her two but, serial killer sons. But not, like, her hu- ex-husband. <laughs> or any of the other crazy shit that's happened in her life. <laughs> Remember your old best friend from high school that killed your your vice principal and then tried to kill you, her daughter? And a lot of your friends and me also. She co- tried to kill me. And they're also just like, oh, of course he was a serial killer. And I'm like, yeah, of course he was. <laughs> Any male relative. That's why. That's why uh, um, FP and Alice haven't gotten married or anything. They're they're just keeping it low key. They're like, we can't because once that happens, he, FP's gonna be. He might become some sort of step serial killer. Like we know he kind of killed some people before, but he wasn't a serial killer. He no. was just a gang member. He just killed more than one person. It's different somehow. I promise. <laughs> 
Uh, so then they start talking about, like, the tapes again. Like, Maybe Ooh. that's what a step serial killer is. He already is one. <laughs> uh, so they're like, ah, oh, the tapes, you know, but who... Who else could it have been? Who could have else could have had access to the info that ended up in those tapes? And then Jughead gets an idea. Because he listened to us last week. Uh, so, so meanwhile, at the Andrews household next door, mm-hmm. so many things are happening right next to <laughs> so each other. This, it's hard to find street parking on this block right now. <laughs> There's a lot happening. Uh, so Frank has shown up. Mm-hmm. And Archie... Is punching his punching bag again. Well, yeah, his, his show is on, but somebody broke the TV. Uh, and, you know, Frank's like, we're, we're worried about you. And he's like, worried? You have no idea what I'm going through. Angsty, angsty, angsty. There's a lot of shoving. Mm-hmm. And Frank reminds us of his, his time as a uh, mercenary assassin after he was released from the Special Forces. Like, I understand, kid. <laughs> and Archie... Just wants to, like, pummel him. And so Frank just, like, leads him on of, you know, you want to take me out? Take me out. Let go of your anger. Punch me. And And Archie does. Archie obliges. And so we are faced with the question, is Uncle Frank more powerful than a bear? Um, K.O. Kelly, more powerful than a bear. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And so, you know, they have some therapy by punching. And then they have hug time. Mm -hmm. Because Archie needed to let it out. With punches. He needed to do man grief. Yes. I'm glad he's... It it took nearly a calendar year for for him to have a a big, physical, exhaustive moment of grief. Yes. And it seems to have worked, you know, to to skip ahead two or three scenes. So I'm glad it happened. I don't know why none of the boxing could could help with that. (laughs) He had to beat the shit out of his own uncle. I don't know. I guess it's because he kind of looks like Fred. You, you he know, needed to yeah. beat up his own father you that know? he doesn't actually have any problems with. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little strange. But I'm glad he's finally doing better and can move on with his life. I would bet one of the more difficult feelings Archie has had to deal with is blaming his dad. But not wanting to blame his dad. Feeling so guilty about that, that very natural reaction. Because mm-hmm. of how he idolizes his dad. It's, it's fucking rough. So yeah, beat up the yes. guy that looks like your dad. Do it. And then cry it out. And then cry. I like, I feel bad that I make fun of Archie for just being very angsty through all this, but he has been really angsty. <laughs> Lots of storming away. Just stop breaking appliances, Archie. That's all I ask. Uh, so meanwhile, next door, Jughead goes to Jellybean mm-hmm. and asks, are you making the tapes? And she comes clean, and it's exactly what I said it was. She, she's trying to do something to keep Jughead interested and keep Jughead at home. Because the timing of the tapes all aligns with something that is taking Jughead away. You've jumped ahead. Okay. We don't find all this out yet. Okay. That's another scene. That's another scene. That's the FP scene. You're just too excited. I'm so excited because vindication feels good, okay? Not enough in my life feels good. I, I need this. Jeez, sorry. I need more than one thing. This is the second thing. What about the dog? Oh, this is the third thing. <laughs> we get the yes. Yes. Congratulations. Yes. So back next door again, the Andrews are at the table. Uh, Archie is icing his hand with some peas. (laughs) 
you know, he's like, thanks, thanks, Uncle Frank for coming. And Frank's like, yeah, but it's not the only reason. I'm actually going to turn myself in for what I did as a mercenary. And I kind of need a lawyer. <laughs> and I'm just like, what the fuck? What in that, the hell? That's a way to make the kid that just got over his grief feel loved and wanted. <laughs> Archie, I'm always going to be here for you. In a figurative sense. <laughs> I'm going to go away to jail for a really long time unless your mom can do something about it. I love that in, in the tradition of TV lawyers, Mary is all of the lawyers. All the lawyers. She's every kind of lawyer. Remember when she was a prosecutor in a state she didn't live in? All the lawyers. <laughs> uh, so then Jughead has FP meet him at the speakeasy. And he's like, I thought we should do this over drinks. And I'm over here like, no. Remember your dad's an alcoholic? <laughs> a recovering alcoholic? Maybe you shouldn't do this over drinks. Remember how the speakeasy is non-alcoholic? Except for the times it isn't? They could have just met upstairs in Pops then. I don't know if you want to have this talk in public. I think it's important that they have it away from the family, away from any eyes and ears. Okay, but then Jughead needed to have a conversation with Veronica of, hey, can I get into the speakeasy while and it's can, close? And can you lock up the good stuff? Why not talk in the sex hole? Because <laughs> it's in use, probably. <laughs> yeah, somebody is locking up somebody in there. Kevin and Fangs having and a great time. That's why they're not in this episode. It's because they're they the sex hole. They spent all week in the sex hole. Yeah. They're celebrating their last week of being in high school. So this is where all the information came out that you were so very excited to share. Yes. Yes. The, the first tape was not coincidentally immediately after uh, uh, Jughead got uh, uh, accepted into Stonewall. And uh, every escalation happened alongside some change in Jughead's life that took him away from the family. The the biggest one, and most recent, except being accepted into a, a far, far out-of-state college. Yes. She started doing this with Ricky. Yeah. Finally, we have our season three callback to bridge the last episode and this episode. Yes. Uh, and Ricky and her started hanging out again after all that. And he introduced her to the Blue Velvet. They got some other friends involved with it and started making the films. And then they decided to start making the recreations of the videos that they watched there, mm -hmm. that they rented out. What is David doing? <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, you're an underground CD freako, but you got to have some standards, David. No. She's nine or something. No, she's not nine. She's nine. No, she's... You have no concept of children. Well, my favorite part is where he's like, you know, they made the masks, they made the sets, the costumes. It's pretty impressive, actually. <laughs> they perfectly recreated Archie's hand cast from when he broke his hand trying to save Cheryl from, from the ice. I think the masks are the most impressive thing. Yeah, like, yeah. dang. They had to get a, a manufacturing contract. I don't know if it's from China, Taiwan, what, but the, the shipping alone is a logistical nightmare. <laughs> I don't know how you get this stuff through customs while also hiding it from your big brother. Jughead talks also about how, like, you know, you know, it's been a way to, like, stop him from leaving. But then it was also, like, 
something for them to do and was mm-hmm. probably fun and a hobby. And I don't think that she really understands like the magnitude <laughs> or the darkness of what this is. So, so then they go back to the house and, and she, she says she's sorry. And FP gives her a really big hug. He's very yeah. good at hugging his kids. Yes. And really, okay, you can make a case for harassment, but as far as crimes go, everybody in this family has done much more serious th- things th- than uh, uh, all of this voyeur business. Yes, this is true. Yeah. This, I mean, she's the only one that hasn't been like an active gang member. <laughs> she's been a passive gang member. Yeah, yeah. This is probably less illegal than when she was working at her mom's chop shop back in Ohio. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I wonder if we're going to hear from her one of these days. It would make sense for her to show up next episode for graduation. You ever think that back in the Halloween episode, Jellybean wasn't dressed as Rosie the Riveter? It was just like her normal outfit? Yes. That seems kind of likely. (laughs) She just wears different versions of Rosie the Riveter all the time. Frank and Archie. Yeah, Frank and Archie. Frank and Archie coming soon. They uh, go visit Fred's grave. And here's my question. Mm -hmm. Why does every TV show graveyard, except for a couple I can think of, but like (laughs) most all of them take place like surrounded by like a weird tree line? When in reality, graveyards are like very open with sparse trees, and then maybe all the way around the edge there are trees. Mm-hmm. But, like, it's not closed off. Here's here's a question to, to think on. How many of these shows you're thinking of were filmed in or around Vancouver? All of them. How many of them are just using the same graveyard location? My guess is this is the same set, just with extra trees, that was Oliver Queen's backyard. <laughs> He did have a lot of graves in there by the end, including his, actually. Yeah. Yeah. As they're there. They leave flowers. Frank leaves a medal. We we also get like a flashback to just a little while before where Archie hands his mom the letter, mm-hmm. which she decides to open and read. In Archie's voice. And it's it's all about how like what, you know, what his dad would do. Mm-hmm, exactly, and, yeah. And all that, all that we said. Forgiveness and second chances. I think that Fred would go and, and give that speech in person, but I understand that Archie doesn't feel comfortable in a, a courtroom ever since he fucked it up real bad for himself that one time. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And that is the end of the episode. That's the end of the episode. So, darling, what do you think of Chapter 78, The Preppy Murders? I, I think you were very right about things. I also think so. Everyone should think I, that because it's true. I like that stuff you thought and stuff I thought with like Charles and Chick and all mm-hmm. that. Like, I'm glad that we were right. High five. Boom. But I felt like this episode was like kind of meh compared to last week. <laughs> like it was just, maybe it's because we predicted too much, mm-hmm. but it I was just kind of like, oh, okay. I, last week did have yeah. all the energy of being a big return. Energy that we, the audience, brought to it more than it had because of, you know, the fact of production. Uh, but it was there. Yes. And now a one-week break is not the same as a seventh-month break. Yeah. I think it's because none of, nothing was really surprising. 
That's true. It I mean, was like, oh, we were right. Oh, <laughs> you were right. Yeah. Oh, okay. Good job, us. Uh, also, <laughs> the sort of tradition of, of a Riverdale season where the second to last yeah. episode is where things pop off and, and long-running plots are cl- brought to their conclusion. And now we have one more week to, to breathe, to reflect, to have fallout. Yeah. Uh, like, it wasn't a bad episode. It just was a little lackluster. I think the problem is that the interesting mystery had, had a benign resolution, which I think is interesting, but not like, oh, it's interesting to think about, but it's not exciting. Yeah. Whereas the uh, exciting, whoa, murder thing that wrapped up also only started this episode. It, it didn't have the long lead in of your Black Hoods, your Gargoyle Kings, your Who Killed Jasons. Yeah. They, they were presented as one uh, uh, mystery in, in a sense. But they were two separate things, clearly. And one had the lead up. One had the excitement Although, without lead-up, it really wasn't that exciting. Yeah. It was just strange in some ways. Would you believe that the the cop with serial killer inclinations killed people who he thought were bad guys? What a twist. Whoa. What a twist. Would you believe that his murderous boyfriend who's in prison killed people in prison? (laughs) What a twist. I would love to know how Jughead figured out that Chick and Charles were an item. I don't recall that being an established fact before. We knew, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that is, how did they know? That was a surprise, if I recall, in the scene where they're, they're talking through prison glass and, you know, hands up and confessing their love. Yeah. My assumption mm-hmm. is that they, like, somehow got Chick's visitor records and okay. put it together. Okay, But, with, like, with that little... should have been explained. That should have been addressed. And, and, you know, a little touch of, of Jughead's mystery boy intru- intuition. Okay. Yeah. But... <laughs> yeah, that would have been... Just because I can rationalize it, I, I shouldn't have to. Yeah, I would have. that would have been nice to have a little bit more. Also, okay, Jellybean's doing this whole thing and this whole thing about Jellybean. Could she have more than two lines? <laughs> I would have liked Jellybean to have a monologue. Yes. I, or, like... Let her cry. Give her a moment to cry. Could we have gotten the confession? Like, okay, instead of it being Jughead just telling FP, what if it would have been her starting to tell Jughead and then it blends in and, like, morphs into Jughead telling FP? Like a montage thing. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, I I wonder how much stuff got changed for the restrictions of uh, filming during a pandemic... Combined with the restrictions of filming with minors. Yeah. Because while I I like the silent scenes of Jellybean hanging out with her friends at the video store, putting on their masks as as they film the prom video, I guess some of her friends are also some of David's friends because they had some very tall people to be hanging out with nine-year-olds. They're not nine! (laughs) Oh my god! Okay, also, let's talk about the time that, like, I subbed... For an eighth grade theater class, and they were giants. <laughs> giants. Full grown adults. I was like, what the fuck are they feeding kids nowadays? We did not look like that in eighth grade. None of us were that tall. 
<laughs> but the conclusion I was rounding around toward is I, I would love for some of those to be full scenes. I, I would like yeah. to hear from Ricky again. I'd like to see that dynamic in action rather than in visuals underneath Jughead's yeah. monologue. Yeah. It's an episode of good ideas and B minus on the execution, you know? Yeah. And like, you know, let's wrap up every season four plot we can fit in. Frank's back. Hell yes. Uh, Hermosa finally finishes her takeover. Watch out for that in season five proper. Whoa. I also would have liked, so Tony went on vacation with Cheryl. Yes. When they're dealing with all this shit. I would have liked to have seen something happen on that trip between them. Mm-hmm. Like, did they talk? Did, <laughs> did Cheryl just put on a brave face the whole time and, like, lie to Tony about how she felt? Did they have a fight? Mm-hmm. Did they... I want to know what's going on with them. That's why this show inspires a lot of fan engagement, I think. That's why a lot of shows do, is because they yeah. only get so much time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I got questions. It's time for me to make up the answers. That's, I think, one of my, like... I know it's the way television works. Is like, okay, we gotta move the story along, and we only got so long and all that. But I'm like, why can't we take our time? Yeah. You have to because you say you have to. You don't have to. You could give us something else. Mm-hmm. And quite frankly, we'd all probably like it more. Which is why I have high expectations for next episode, the proper finale, the planned finale, because those episodes usually land that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, season one in particular. Oh, God, I love the last episode of season one so much. It's graduation. It has to be a yes. bit more focused. This, it, if we have to take our time with it. And if you're doing a graduation, a high school graduation story, it's all about reflection. It's all about introspection. Because that's what graduation is. I suppose. I'm sh- I, for, I don't know. I was kind of like, freedom! <laughs> Let's go! <laughs> Yeah, but you, you're you more together than the average 17, 18-year-old. The rest of us are thinking about my all of my friends are here, all of my time is here, all of my identity is here. See you later, bitches! I might have plans, but what the fuck is going to actually be in that sketch of an idea I have? Can't wait to live out, like, six hours away from my family. Yes! <laughs> A lot of those feelings, too, but it's complicated. It's mixed up with a lot of stuff. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to next week for sure. But before we get there, yes, we should predict what's going to happen next week. They graduate. <laughs> I predict Archie graduates. Yes, yes, that's on my list, too. That was the first one I was going to say, too. Um, I predict... So we, we know FP has to leave. That's true. He, he you know, he's also... Skeet Altridge also did not sign a contract. Right. My prediction is, is he leaves with Jellybean. Either because they're going to go spend some time with mom. Mm -hmm. Or because the cops want to arrest (laughs) Jellybean and he's taking her on the run. They're going to go hide out so she doesn't go to jail. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, to, to double back for just a second, my specific Archie uh, uh, prediction is that Weatherby is going to find a loophole. Uh, he's going to find some credit uh, that Archie can be granted for his extracurriculars, 
or his prison time. Or he, he's going to figure out something that, that within the rules gives Archie a diploma. His extra credit with Miss Grundy? <laughs> That's what it is. They forgot to count it because they all got wrapped up mm-hmm, in, mm-hmm. Um, you know, all of that. That would but be then he's amazing. Like, you know, Archie, I realize we never counted your extra cr- music credit. <laughs> that would be absolutely please, perfect. Please let it be that. Please let one good thing come from that. And uh, my FP prediction, because we're on the same wavelength, because again, th- this is the episode that wraps up all the long running plots. We don't have a lot else to go on. My FP prediction is that he exits the show uh, by dying suddenly of natural causes, a heart attack or something of that of that uh, uh, no. variety. No, just uh, something sudden, tragic, and you know the the universe is random. That is the lesson you you live. Fuck that. Not not everything has someone to blame. Is the last lesson of Riverdale High School. No, I. Like, I'd rather him just be like, you know, I'm going to spend some time with Jellybean. We're going to go camping. I'd prefer that, too. I would prefer an, an ending that isn't tragic and leaves the door open for possible guest appearances. But it's not my prediction. If they kill him, this will be like Joaquin bad. Okay? <laughs> no. No. I predict it will come out that Archie and Veronica are no longer together. But they said no drama. They said it with their mouth words. Yeah, well, I don't trust that. (laughs) Okay, here's... Fangs and Kevin will be the only couple standing. (laughs) Everyone else will break up by the end of the episode. Again, we're so in tune. I also wrote down a Fangs and Kevin one. Uh, They pop out of the sex hole, see their shadow, and get six more weeks of sidelining. Maybe that's when I'll finally get to see Kevin shirtless from that one photo that I saw released. Give us the arms. Give us the arms and more milk drinking while playing homebrew board games. <laughs> Can I? I want I want a scene of him and his dad bonding. More bonding. More I love bonding. Them together. So that brings us to next week's episode. It is titled Graduation because it's about graduation. That still is allowed, according to the rules. There is a recent uh, uh, foreign film that, that made a bit of a hit on the festival circuit, Graduation. So if you're interested in Romanian language film, go check that out, I guess. We go on, we'll remember. <laughs> See, now I can't use that as the intro stinger. You can edit that out if you want. Like, I don't understand why this is a problem. <laughs> It's funnier when you sing. Gee, thanks. So yeah, that trailer, huh? Uh, graduation happens. They graduate. People are in robes, and they are graduating. Um. It, it looks like we find a source for the rubber masks, or at least uh, we find the collection of them. Fangs and Kevin kiss. And, so that's cool. And everyone has anxiety. Uh, Jughead's worried they'll be doomed to be haunted by the town for the rest of their lives. That's what happens. That's what happens. It's a very flashy, fast trailer. It's it's a trailer made to air during the closing credits of a TV drama. Well, the like song is going like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, something like that. <laughs> you know, how they speed up the song and then there's like the company logo that always has a different noise. 
Bad robot. Yeah, you know. Move, move your head. That's the Berlanti one, right? Move your head. That is one, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Graduation. That's what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. I was at your high school graduation. I was at a ceremony performed by your homeschool curriculum company. For 10 minutes. And then we had to go to my brother's college graduation, which was on the same fucking day. And that was more important. I didn't know anyone there. It was fine. I knew one person. Yeah, you knew one person. Who? Who is great. Yes. She's the best. I didn't know anyone else. So, like, see her graduate. We're good. <laughs> that almost happened again during college. Yeah. My brother went to grad school. His grad school graduation was almost the mm-hmm. same day as my college graduation. And I was like, fuck no, you're all coming to mine because I couldn't <laughs> go to the other one. No, no, no. And quite frankly, it was much more fun because my college had a very good college graduation. Mine was okay, except for the rain. I didn't like the rain. Yours would have been fine if it was only one. That's true. I did have two graduates. I had to go to two. The one that was outside, which was the day that the weather, like, there were such strong winds that it blew in several of the windows from, like, the Sears Tower or the Hancock building. That's right. Like, we all had to take shelter because they thought a tornado was coming. I did say the rain was bad. Yeah, it was really bad. Um, That ceremony was fine. It was the other ceremony that was Mm. inside that building that had no air. The one I actually got to walk in. Yeah. Yeah. That one. It was really awful because it was really hot. <laughs> For my college graduation, like theater, and we were debating as we were walking up to the stage if we were going to like do stage combat on each other before we got our diplomas. Who were you debating this with? <laughs> Matt Raywalt. Matt Raywalt, uh, uh, the independent wrestler who used to fight under the name Aiden English for for WWE. Yeah. I was, that Matt Raywalt. I was telling him to punch me. <laughs> It's like, okay, when we get up there, I want you to punch me in the face. And then I'm going to get my diploma. And he was like, I don't really know if we should do that. I was like, why not? We ended up not doing it. But for a while, I was like, really like, yeah, you're going to punch me. So I guess our plug for this week is Wrestling with Whiskey, uh, his YouTube show. (laughs) Yeah. I'm going to put that in the show notes. Nobody can stop me. It's my show. So yeah, we're, I guess we're getting to closing business then. I suppose so. Uh, thanks for joining us once again. We love having you because you know why? We care. If you'd like to return the favor, you can always uh, uh, give us a rating and review on, on Apple Podcasts or wherever else you found us. Uh, and also giving a little bit a word of mouth. Riverdale being the show that it is always gets a lot of like every once in a while somebody mentions a thing that happened and it sort of lights up the world yeah and like there's so much more we are the light to the world there is so much more going on so like if you ever see that cycle play out just drop a link to us and and uh because it gets better with context yes Uh, You can also follow us on Twitter at sucks underscore Archie. That's us. That's us. Hey, oh, that's us. And you can find other things we do like History Honeys, uh, a podcast where we take things a little more seriously because the deaths are real. Sometimes. (laughs) They're always real. (laughs) I mean, sometimes I take it more seriously. (laughs) Sometimes I don't. Anyhow, with that... I'm Elena. And I'm Grant. And from us here at Sex Archie, a bunch of hateful bitches. Bye.
肢体故事。Daddy, oh no, my daddy died. I got to kill somebody's daddy. <laughs>